Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 2, I guess episode 1.5 of the Creative Perspectives podcast. Uh, and this week I talked to Elizabeth Gomez, someone who is full of wisdom, and we talk about living a rich life. Not in the sense that everyone usually thinks, though. Uh, but before that, I wanted to talk to you guys for a little bit um, to get some feedback. Uh, on the first episode, I got some feedback about audio uh, things that I should have done maybe a little differently from a creative perspective. Um, and I just want to say that I love that and I want you guys to keep those coming. Uh, the whole point of this podcast, like I said, is growth, right? Uh, and everybody. And um, if that means that I have to upload more than once a week, uh, if that means that I have to change things up um, because I'm doing a video and an audio um if that means that the episode and the audio sounds a little different than what it would be with video, uh, that is awesome too. Um, or if you have any questions at all, uh, shoot me an email at the creative perspectives podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys. I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you guys later. What's up everyone. Welcome to the show today. I have with me someone that I have a really hard time describing. Um, other than a really good friend, her name is Za. Welcome to the show, Za. What's up, dude? Hey, uh, how are you? I'm doing great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in a quick summary, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, that's a hard question to answer. Um, but your best. I know you got it's this. the best of my abilities. Mm, let's see. Um, me in general as a whole, I'm a big nurturer. Um, I care a lot about people. I care a lot about animals and the environment and stuff. I have a um, a really big desire to make a difference in the world by just helping people individually. Um, <laughs> I like to have a positive impact um, on people's lives. So I'm I'm the kind of person you can go to and know that you will not be judged. Um, I will give you the best advice that I can. Um, and it's not going to be like a personal opinion. It's going to be something that I feel is going to uh, allow you to advance in life in the best way possible. Um, I'm a mom, uh, to a wonderful little almost four year old boy. Yeah. He is, Hilarious he is amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's like the freaking sunlight of my life. He nurtures me in ways that I can't even describe. Um, but a big main reason that, um, I, I am the way I am is because of him. I mean, I've had him around for almost four years and, um, my life has kind of just been like a big roller coaster of uh, downfalls and, you know, like highs and lows and stuff. And, uh, he was definitely the constant that I needed. And, right. uh, ever since it, he was brought to me and given to me by the universe, uh, I've been on this just like positive path to enlightenment. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, me as a whole, I guess it's to describe myself as I'm just, uh, I'm a giver and I'm a lover. Yeah, what I notice is whenever um, our friends are asking you for for advice on life and everything, it's it's very it's very uh, customized. Uh, every everything uh, when people come to you with problems, you have this gift of wording things the right way uh, and comforting them, and uh, at the same time, kind of telling them, you know, like this is what you need to hear. I I honestly. I inherited that from my dad. Um, 
it, it was just, it never failed every time that I would go to my dad for any t- sort of advice, whether it be about life in general or boys or, you know, my mom or, or whatever was going on in life. He just had the right answer every time. And I think that it, he passed it on to me. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I just, anytime that somebody comes with me uh, or comes to me with a new problem or, or just, you know, needing some sort of solace in whatever it is that they're going through, mm-hmm. um, it just comes out of me like word vomit. Like, right. I don't even really think about it. I just kind of tell them exactly what they need to hear in that moment. It's almost like I just kind of pick up on exactly what it is that they need to hear. And I don't sugarcoat things. I don't say things to make you feel good. I say things to for you to to realize how real right. shit can get, really. Right. But. And so what do you what do you do whenever you you face a problem? Like, what is, what is your thought process from, like, the beginning to the end? Whenever a problem comes your way, how do you deal with it? Personally? Personally, right. Um, well... Because, you know, it's easier to give advice coming from an outside perspective. But uh, do, you, do you, I guess, put yourself outside of your problems, if that makes sense? If I'm wording that correctly? Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I actually do do that. Do yeah? Do, I do do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's actually really funny. I recently went through um, a breakup earlier in the year, and... Like the day after my breakup, I was like laying in bed and I was like feeling, you know, all depressed and sad and heartbroken. And my roommate walks in and she lays next to me and she's like, what's wrong? And I just start telling her all this stuff and exactly how I'm feeling. And I just tell her how like I felt inadequate. And I just told her like all this stuff. And then almost in the same instant, I turned it around and and told her exactly what I was going to do to make myself better. And And then, yeah, exactly. And I was talking to her for probably an hour. And at the end of it, I was like, I'm good. Right. And she was like, I didn't even have to say anything to you. You just gave yourself advice and you took it and now you're fine. Right. And after that, I was fine. Cool. Um, so uh, I noticed that you're really good with words. Do you read a lot? Do you? How do you consume, um, I guess, information? I, I read a lot. I read a lot to my son. I read a lot of Dr. Seuss. I don't know if that has anything to do with my vocabulary, right. but definitely the way that I carry my out. words. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I do write a lot of poetry. Um, I just write in general. Um, mm-hmm. And then I pick up my thesaurus mm-hmm. all the time. Right. So, and I actually... I see you brought one with you. Is that yeah, that you're... Yeah, this is my, my notebook that I write, like, all of my it's poetry. Huge. And just, yeah. And I've only gotten a little, like, not even, like, three-fourths of the way right. through. How but, long have you had that thing? Um, I've had it since... Like June or July of last year, right? And I do a lot of writing on my computer, so I have like a lot of stuff like on Microsoft Word. And yeah. then once I got this, I actually started to use it probably like close to the end of last year. Cool. What's something that you kind of notice that uh, a lot of people struggle with, and uh, what do you tell them to to help them deal with that? Um, Just in the general well-being, yeah, of of a person. Um. A lot of people have trouble with um, self-evaluating and um, yeah, with I think soul it's searching. like self-awareness. Too, yeah, a, a lot of people are like in the search for that, and they search for it in others, and they search for it in um, experience and and traveling and doing all this stuff. But yeah, they don't really when you soul search like your soul is connected to you, so you yeah. can't really soul search and f- look for it in other places. It's within yourself, so. What I like to do is I try to help people think and look inward and to kind of dig deep into yourself and 
really get to know who you are as a person because no one's going to know you better than yourself. Right. And sometimes you don't really realize exactly who you are until you spend time alone. And yeah. um, I don't know, people really misconstrue the whole soul searching aspect of everything. Yeah, especially nowadays. I think uh, social media too has a really big factor in how people, uh, it affects their happiness. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people compare themselves to others i know that sounds cliche but no it's very I mean, especially, true especially yeah at, and uh, at our age range like from like you know 19 through 25 i think uh, a lot of us get lost like because of social media what are mm-hmm. your thoughts on that um i could i agree 100 yeah. percent um i found myself in the past doing that too just comparing myself to these people and like instagram models or you know whatever it is even comparing myself to men it, it's just like this weird thing it's just we have like this um, in society. We have this um, timestamp, basically. Like at age nineteen, you're supposed to be in college. At age twenty three, you're supposed to be graduated from college. Yeah. At age twenty five, you're supposed to be engaged. And you know, at age you know twenty seven, you're supposed to have kids. You know, it's just it's, yeah. there's this timestamp on everything. And um, it's we, a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is a lot of pressure. And if we don't get to those points where society deems us to be at at that time, then we feel inadequate we feel like we're failing and, and we're, we're falling short and then we get really self-conscious and that's where depression and anxiety come from and stems from because you feel like you're not good enough or you're not where you're supposed to be but really time is just yeah and it doesn't really it, start yeah. there either i think um anxiety starts at a, at a way younger younger age mm-hmm. uh probably around middle school was whenever i started feeling like crap like i I don't have the nice clothes. I, I I don't like I don't wear all back then Hollister was like like the, the brand to have and Abercrombie. And like, yeah, and Abercrombie <laughs> and Aeropostale and like I had Walmart clothes, dude, and like I would go to school and like not feel as calm and like and I, I feel like the the kids that wore those clothes, like I couldn't approach them or I couldn't even like begin to be friends with them or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean I dealt with that growing up too. Yeah. Um I remember, like, being friends with all these kids who had, like, really nice clothes. Yeah. And I would never tell them where I would get my clothes or I would always just cover up with a hoodie or something like that. Because, it was yeah. yeah, it was embarrassing. You know, I had, like, the off-brand Fat Farms and stuff yeah. and, like, off-brand K-Swiss and shit like that. And yeah. um, I... Um, and I felt really good when I got, like, a new pair of Vans because, you know, like... Yeah, because you're just like, oh, it's a brand name. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I definitely know that that still plays a huge role Um in your adolescence because yeah. i mean yeah everything's about brands and and what you have in materialistic items and you know just like what kind of phone you have and people really fixate on that at a young age you and because it, it's all about the child, status like are you scared of that like uh, how that's gonna affect them not so much just are you because raising him to like not be so aware of that right yeah um, i'm i dress my kid in like thrift store clothes yeah. and stuff so he knows that it, it doesn't really matter exactly what it is that you're wearing and stuff because you are who you are. Yeah. What you're wearing isn't going to change who you are as a person. It's just going to change your appearance. And, you know, we essentially we grow old. We're going to get wrinkly and gross and, and disgusting at some point. So it's just like, what does it matter what you're wearing and what kind of, you know, shoes and brands you have? You know, when you die, you're not going to take all that stuff with you and you're going to you, get disgusting anyway. So have you told him all this like verbatim? Like, how are, you, <laughs> yeah. how, are you, how are you like relating this very important foundation to your kid? Like without um, making it because, you know, I feel like um, a lot of what parenting is, is just guiding. You can't really tell, you know, anybody 
how to live through i mean it is your kid you know like i i i feel like i would never i it's hard for me to figure it out because i've never i've not been at that situation and it's easy for people to say what you need to do but how are you personally how are you making sure that he's growing up to be uh, happy yet you know growing up the right way i remind him constantly multiple times a day how beautiful he is and i'll tell him i'm like leon you're beautiful and then i'll like touch his face and he smiles and i'm like and then you're beautiful and i point to his heart that's cool so i i remind him every day that he's beautiful and uh you know there's a stigma on the word beautiful usually use it towards women but i feel like you can use it towards anyone i call men beautiful women beautiful animals beautiful my kid beautiful because that's what they are right beauty is just like the outmost wonderful just interior and exterior allure so i i I remind him every day that he's beautiful and that he matters and he's smart and yeah i mean i just encourage him in in every way possible every single day and i remind him of that because i didn't get reminded as a kid although i know my parents loved me i don't think that they really took into consideration that empowering your children um with words and you know like physical affection and stuff is is super important in their, their upbringing because they're reminded constantly that they're loved and that they are important to society. And a lot of the times um, as parents, we forget to remind our children of that because we're so caught up in the hustle and bustle of the day and just like, okay, I got to get right. my kid fed kind of and give them baths yeah. and stuff. And you're, you're, you're like, you're nurturing them in, in different ways, but you don't take it into, con- into consideration that you're supposed to empower them with words as well and sustain them with words, not just with items and materials. Right. Have you been faced with a yellow, like a yellow flag situation where like, crap this kid like how where did he learn this or has he, <laughs> has he have you been you know what i mean you know like what i mean by that question yeah for sure um he uh, he watches a lot of um videos when i don't i don't allow my kid to get on youtube or anything like that when yeah. he's with me but when he's YouTube's out of my hands <laughs> yeah dude it's, it's insane yeah. yeah they just get a hold of anything and they can just and they're so smart that they can just like scroll and and just they'll find the video that they're looking for without even having to type anything in the search yeah but uh yeah i don't allow him to get on like youtube or anything like that i don't have cable for the same reason i want him watching all that junk commercials mm-hmm. like just embedding his brain with just just a bunch of nonsense right um he has a, a kindle fire and he plays like apps and like games like angry birds and stuff like that so little games to kind of just get his little brain going um but he came home one day and he was like oh mommy uh freddie was in my dreams last night and i was like who's freddie and he was like freddie's scary and he started describing like like the like this weird character and he was like bendy she's evil and she's gonna kill us and she's gonna kill freddie and i was just like what are you talking about so i started googling exactly what it was that he was talking about and it's this game called five nights at freddy's and um it's this super like creepy game about this monstrous bear thing and then bendy is like some weird devil cat that looks kind of like dutch and I don't know. It's like kind of satanic almost. Yeah. And I was just like, like, you know, and instead of giving him this, like, hey, you shouldn't be talking about that. I was like, where did you right. get that from? Because he doesn't know any better. He, right. To him, that's- yeah. And then I'm like, where do you watch those videos? And he's just like, well, um, and I'm just like, he, he knows, like, I'm asking him a question because I, I need to know the answer. And yeah. he, sometimes it's like he picks up on my vibe. And yeah. <laughs> so he just kind of like, um, well, you see, and then I'm just like, where did you hear it from? 
and and then yeah and then yeah and then he tells me like oh i heard i saw it at daddy's or i saw it at mama's which is my my parents house and um so yeah i've i've had to definitely sit down and talk to my parents and like his dad and just be like hey he should be watching stuff like that so parenting is hard yeah it's super super hard it's probably like the hardest thing that you yeah because you're i mean you're responsible for another soul you're raising a another part of society or you're raising a kid to be a part of society but you're also trying to raise them to be set aside from society where we are now in our lives uh, at our age uh, we've all gone through something that has been really traumatizing um but something that has been so drastic that it's caused us to change for the better have you gone through anything like that anything that you would say like that you hit rock bottom and that you've bounced back from and it's made you who you are now yeah um and if if so do you regret it do you well there's uh, several things really the main the main thing um falling into the wrong crowd in high school i definitely uh started hanging out with they're not bad people they're, they were actually, yeah. like, you know, decent people and good right. friends and stuff. We all just fell into, like, some really bad things. Um, got into a lot of drugs and alcohol and partying and stuff. And I feel like ultimately that's that was my downfall because I carried that after high school. Mm-hmm. I developed a habit um, of doing just stupid, idiotic things and partaking in things that I shouldn't have partaken in. Um, and I don't – I can't say that I necessarily regret any of it because – I have the experience and I can share that with my son, you know, in case, you know, he gets curious at a certain age, you know, has questions about certain things. I'll be able to answer them honestly and, you know, give him the best advice that I can from experience. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, that that's what brought me to rock bottom because shortly after um, high school, uh, my dad passed away when I was 19 and... Um, being in what I was or the things that I was doing or partaking in at that time like got worse because he died and he was like the person that would kind of uh give me the best advice and help me out with everything that I that I had going on in life and so after he died um I just spiraled out of control right and I just felt like I lost everything and um I became like this shell of a person very narcissistic I was really depressed my anxiety was like at an all-time high. I felt like I lost um, my true parent just because my mother and I never really had a, like a good relationship growing up. Um, so I felt like I was alone in the world. And that's when I hit rock bottom for sure. I was just doing stupid things and not thinking clearly. And I was really suicidal. And it was just like a, it was an awful time. And, and the one thing that changed everything made me just have like a complete like revelation, self-revelation was you know, getting pregnant with my son. Otherwise, I don't know where I would be right now. Yeah. That's so weird for me to hear that you're suicidal and depressed because you're just very lighthearted now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would not, not care, carefree, I guess would be the word for it. Um, I feel like not a lot of things stress you out anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I, work stresses me out, but that's yeah. pretty normal. But you <laughs> turn it into this like humorous, <laughs> punny yeah thing situation yeah i, I just um, i can't take life too seriously it's yeah. too short this is borrowed time so it's just you can't take things too seriously you just have to have a very light sense of self i mean and yeah you can't 
carry everyone's baggage and you can't even carry your own baggage right on a lighter note tell me more about this show tunes thing that you like i know you like it you love show, show tunes i do oh, like did, show how tunes. did that how did that begin? My sh- <laughs> my <laughs> my sick obsession with show tunes. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I watched Rent as a young kid, and I just become obsessed. No, it's a it's a Broadway musical. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you just Google yeah. it? No, I, I had to. <laughs> no. no, that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know the date it originated from and everything. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it just developed because of that, and I did um, some theater as a kid, and I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's how I delved into it, and um, I love listening to um, just, like, the soundtrack, and, like, La La Land that just recently came out, like, a couple of years ago, I think, probably now. I was, like, obsessed with that for a really long time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, cool. that's about it. So, um, name, I'm gonna, we're gonna wrap it up. I want to ask you uh something that i do in every um interview i do uh it's called the daily five it's basically just five questions uh answer it any way you want to uh as as intricate or or as simple as you want to and then after that if there's anything else you want to say um to anyone who's listening we'll do that and then we'll wrap the show after that um so question number one give me three of the most impactful people you've met in your life or give me three give me yeah the top three most impactful people in your life uh the first one my dad even though he's no longer in my life he taught me a lot of uh right he he gave me like all of my values and everything um that i believe in um now uh my brother marcelo uh the greatest person i know He's a wonderful human being and he's very influential and he's successful in his own way. And, um, he's never lost faith in me and we've gone through the same struggle in life. So he's like the one person that I know I can always count on no matter what. Um, and the third person, not to be all, all sappy, but I'm going to say is your wife. Wow. <laughs> awesome. I'm really and, uh, happy to hear that. She, um, we're like polar opposites. Um, yeah. Like yin and yang. Would, right. It's weird. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, I, I I don't know how she even puts up with me and like how rough I am. And I'm like really rough around the edges sometimes just because of how crude I can be. And yeah. she's like very angelic <laughs> compared to me. So I always yeah. find it really funny that we're friends. But You're yeah. rubbing off a little bit though. She's becoming very quick-witted uh, with responses uh, and the sarcasm is definitely starting to <laughs> there. So I'm starting to be like, I need to like be on my toes whenever I, <laughs> as I'm getting ready to make fun of her, I need to have a comeback ready Yeah. for whatever it is she's about to say. And sometimes I don't. And all I have to do is just walk away. So it sucks. <laughs> um, cool. Oh, I'm kind of pissed off not on that list, but. Yeah, you know, it's cool. It's, it's yeah. fine. You'll be on I'll there. I'll make eventually. it on there. Yeah. If you, if you did it like a top four. Right. <laughs> Uh, question number two, define success in your own words. Oh, man. Success to me is hmm, that's a hard question. It really is. Uh, you're mm. the first one that I've asked this to. Okay. This was something I thought of earlier. 
And it's kind of, I don't even know really how I would answer it. Because to me, to me, success isn't um, necessarily about like your job, your income, your net worth or anything like that. To me, feeling ultimate success is finding who you are truly and being comfortable in your own skin and in your own mind, not being afraid of who you are or having this sense of um, self-doubt all the time. Once you once you can actually look at yourself in the mirror and and be complacent with who you are and not even complacent, but be satisfied with who you are, I feel like that's success. You've reached a successful point in your life. And I feel like there's gonna be several aspects of success in your life. Um, and yeah, I mean, money could be a part of success, but also finding yourself could be part of success. Um, creating a family could be success. You know, it, it's, it's essentially anything that brings you some sort of sense of wholesomeness and right. and like like you're complete, like adding pieces to your puzzle of life. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that a lot. And I, I also think that it's more of a, constant thing you don't reach it yeah it's a, yeah it's like it's like you're evolving all the time so right. like your success is evolving as well yeah yeah i like that i like that answer i'll take that answer cool. <laughs> uh question number three where do you see yourself in five years five oh wow i'm gonna be 30 30 flirty and thriving <sighs> is that a za is that no it's actually from oh, okay. um what is it from <laughs> It's one of like my favorite movies. I'm drawing a blank right now. It's yeah. from the next question is actually something along those lines. So. Okay. Uh, Thirteen going on thirty. That's the movie That's with is. Jennifer Gardner. My like, girl. Um, in five years, I feel like I'm gonna be a mom to a nine year old. She's gonna be very weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, that's super weird. Um. I see myself being more enlightened than I am now. Um, probably in school. I plan on going back to school once my son actually starts kindergarten. Um, I see myself living elsewhere. I don't think that I'll live in Texas forever. And hopefully by the time I'm 30, I'm out of here. Um, not that I'm like sick of for- Texas or anything like that. I love Texas. It's just I like change. Right. And uh, I feel like I want my son to, to see the world more than just being stuck in Fort Worth forever like I was. Um, I don't know. I'm not really too keen on like marriage and I don't want any more children. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like a kind of like a foggy future. I don't like to plan ahead either. I kind of live day to day and I oh, twist. Yeah, I live. Yeah. I don't I don't plan for the future. The only thing that I plan for is, is my son's future. So, you know, for his college and, you know, how he's going to get by and providing for him and stuff like that. But as far as myself, I'm evolving every day. So my desires and hopes and dreams change all the time. So I I can't really say where I'll be in five years. Hopefully I'll be um, happier, more enlightened, and um, I won't have as much gray hair. But that's impossible because you can't reverse aging. Right. So, uh, but yeah. That's what I see yeah, it's clinically years. proven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that it's actually false that when you pluck your gray hairs, none grow back in its place like twice as much or like you get pluck one, three more grow in its place. You actually pluck it so frequently that your scalp sends a signal or like the follicle sends a signal to your hair, I guess. And it says, hey, you keep getting pulled out, so don't grow anymore. So you, mm. it can cause premature balding if you pluck your gray hairs. I wish the same concept would work on weeds. Yeah. I've been plucking weeds for weeks. Yeah, and then, yeah, they're just no, they, they yeah. keep growing back. Yeah. I think they're doubling. 
I think that's where people got that from. Maybe, maybe so. I don't know. But yeah, gray hairs are like weed, so I don't pluck them anymore. I'm a silver fox. You and I both, I have some too. Yeah, okay. okay. I yeah. don't see any. You can see <laughs> I'm just trying to bond with you. Space. I'm just trying to have a common <laughs> ground, you know, find something. <laughs> just put some glue in between us. We'll be bonded. Right. Yeah, 28 minutes later, we still haven't found anything. That... <laughs> um, question number four. If money wasn't a factor, what would you be doing right now for a living? Oh, man. Um, I'd be doing something to help the environment. I would definitely... Um, I would be in school to be um, an architect. But I would be mainly focused on, um, like, I'd be like an environmentally conscious architect where I would use recycled goods, um, um, use old pieces of buildings, metal, glass, whatever I could to rebuild homes or to just rebuild a home that's already been established and it's just kind of corroding away and stuff and um, make it energy efficient. So I would add solar panels and then um, I would find a way to connect well water. Um, I don't know. I just... I. I I would want to help the world definitely, um, and I would take my kid along with me. Right. Um, anything, anything to do with the environment and, and bettering the world itself for my kid's future and his kid's future, and so on and so forth. Very cool. Um, but yeah, I would definitely be traveling, spreading word about you know like the ecosystem and like the changes that, mm-hmm. that are going on in the world and what we can do to prevent um, like further pollution and and how to be more energy efficient as All people right. and not be such garbage <laughs> like the female leo Leonardo dicaprio type deal that's you <laughs> and last question if you could have one superpower what would it be honestly if i had one superpower it would be to never have to evacuate my bowels or like in any way shape or form i if There's i could not pee, pee or, or poop, poop <laughs> that would be that would be the greatest superpower ever because then i would have so much time to do other things just you know how many times the, you, uh, supreme ruler of yeah i'd be like hey i could just do anything i want because i don't yeah. have to pee or poop ever yeah. that's your secret just go over to korea and take over it yeah that'd be amazing <laughs> the interview that's what the and what are we doing right now that's coming in full circle <laughs> very cool well i've had a really really fun time with this um is there anything that you want to tell anyone out there that's listening uh yeah um don't take life too seriously like i said before um enjoy your time enjoy your time with anything that you're doing even if you're stuck in a job that you're not really happy with find the good in it there's always a silver lining there's always something good in the day just because you're having a bad day doesn't mean it's a bad life um you gotta stay positive all the time uh, you know if you release positive energy that's the, that's the kind of energy you're gonna receive back um be the constant positive change in the world and be the change that you wish to see. Um, don't don't give in to um, negative people. Um, don't give in to road rage. Don't give in to like all of the awful things that are happening into the world. Just always remain constantly happy. Pass it on to your kids. Pass it on to your neighbors, to your friends, to your family members. Just remember to always um, hold faith in yourself and um, never never lose who you are. Um, due to um, social media or the you know the constant change involving of people, mm-hmm. um, just remain true to true to who you are, and um, you know good things will come always. Preach! Wow, man, you should just we just that's the whole podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thirty second podcast of what Zah has to say. 
That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, thanks for coming to the show. Um, whenever I have you know things more figured out, you should definitely come back. Uh, I want to pick at your brain a little bit more. Yeah. For uh, sure. And in five years, we'll see you know if you are doing what we said you're doing. Yeah, I we'll probably have a podcast like via webcam because yeah. I'll be like in I don't know in Chile with my <laughs> with my family out there just hanging out. Yeah, with twenty thousand gray hairs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, you guys have a good day, and we will see you guys next time. Love and light, guys. Woo. <laughs>